WVIK Quad Cities NPR is here for you, keeping you connected to the world by bringing the world to your home. Even in extraordinary times, we're committed to bringing you the accurate information you need and the beautiful music and compelling stories you count on to help lighten your load. We're here when you need us because you've been there for us. Thank you for your continued support of WVIK. An inch to a couple of inches of snow fell in the overnight hours in a lot of our area. Snow coming to an end as the day goes on. Might see a little sunshine this afternoon, high near 40. More snow is expected tomorrow night, but keep the faith. The weekend looks like it'll be sunny and around 60 each day. Illinois' COVID-19 count is now over 23,000. The death toll is over 800. State public health officials have identified another 1,222 cases, bringing the statewide total to 23,247. 74 more people have died. The total is now 868 deaths. Iowa reports 189 additional cases. That brings the statewide total to 1,899. Six more people have died, bringing the death toll to 49. Rock Island County reports 10 more cases. Scott County reports six, so the Quad Cities total is up to 284 with five deaths. Regionally, 112 new cases have been identified, and that brings the total to 727 cases and 10 deaths from Dubuque County in Iowa down through Warren County in Illinois. That jump in cases in Iowa was a one-day record, and as Grant Gerlach reports, the number was driven higher by an outbreak among workers at a Louisa County pork processing plant. The latest update includes an additional 86 workers at the Tyson Foods pork plant in Columbus Junction who have tested positive for the new coronavirus. Governor Kim Reynolds says the state sent 200 testing swabs to the plant and will trace the contacts made by workers who test positive. She says Tyson and other meat companies are making their own orders for face masks and other protective equipment that has been running short for health care workers. They're doing everything that they can to not only protect the employees, but to continue a really critical piece of our food supply uh, food supply chain. Tyson closed the Columbus Junction plant on April 6th. Reynolds says the company currently plans to reopen Monday, but she says that decision is up to Tyson, not the state. I'm Grant Gerlach, Iowa Public Radio News. Louisa County now reports 149 positive cases nearby Muscatine County is up to 122. The Quad City Times reports another three workers at Arconics plant in the Quad Cities have tested positive, bringing the total there to six. A Quad Cities woman who's recovered from COVID-19 has now started donating her blood to help others recover. Herb Tricks has more. Kirby Wynn from the Mississippi Valley Regional Blood Center, based in Davenport, says the six-year-old was hospitalized but now seems to be in good health. Her blood developed antibodies to fight the infection. She feels um, very fortunate that just having recovered from being uh, so ill, it was important to her. And now she's saying, you know, what can I do to help others? It it seems like, you know, I I have this uh, purpose now. The blood center serves 115 hospitals in Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Missouri, and is lining up other possible donors who've had COVID-19 and since recovered. For the antibody program, the donor must be someone who tested positive not just a person who showed possible symptoms. I'm Herb Tricks. The nation's two largest rivers top a new listing of the most endangered waterways. The Washington, D.C.-based conservation organization American Rivers yesterday released this year's list of the top 
10 most endangered waterways in the United States, and the upper Mississippi River was cited as the most endangered, followed by the lower Missouri. For both rivers, American rivers cited increasingly severe flooding driven by climate change. Extreme flooding has become increasingly common on the upper Mississippi. Meanwhile, parts of the Missouri River experienced record or near-record flooding last spring in Missouri, Iowa, Kansas, and Nebraska. The Mississippi is down to 2.7 feet above flood stage in the Quad Cities this morning and continues to recede, same at Muscatine. And it is down to half a foot above flood stage in Dubuque, but should be back below flood stage there by Friday. But of course, we're keeping an eye on snow melt here and upstream, which could impact river level forecasts beyond the next 24 hours. It'll be a couple of weeks before a contractor installs the final piece on top of the Iowa-bound arches for the new Interstate 74 bridge. Michelle O'Neill reports everyone's pretty excited. Danielle Alvarez, project manager from the Iowa DOT, calls the final piece the keystone, and workers will assemble its two ribs and two struts before installation. They'll actually pull back on the, on the stays that we have supporting the arch, and then they're going to install some other temporary, I'll call them instruments, to spread the two ends of the arch apart to receive the keystone. So as far as installation process goes, it's a more confined area, and it's best constructed to put all four of those together and fly it up as one single piece. The keystone will be nearly 38 feet long and will close the top of the arches. We've got some preparation to do before that would go in the air. We're going to have to put up some temporary contraptions to help us spread out the ends of the arch to receive the keystone and some more preparatory type work similar to what we did with, you know, the stays as we progressed with erection over the rest of the arch. On the Illinois-bound side, Alvarez says a crew has completed milling and painting the four large piers for the second set of arches, and she says work is going well on the Bettendorf and Moline parts of the $1.2 billion I-74 project. The project team's goal is to complete the Iowa-bound bridge and open it to traffic in the second half of this year. I'm Michelle O'Neill.